the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. The following program is sponsored by Bible Boot Camp Ministries. The following program is sponsored by Bible Boot Camp Ministries. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk, with Pastor Emery Moss, and I am not alone, my mentor, uh, Jerome Smith, is with us also, and he is on the line right now. How you doing, Mr. Smith? Very well, Pastor Moss. Fortunately, we got a little rain here this morning, so we didn't have to help water the garden. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's always uh, good news. It uh, always gives us more time to do more important things like study that Bible. So, <laughs> well, I've been studying, let me tell you. And I want to jump right in uh, to John chapter 7. Okay. And I'm going to start at verse 28. And I'm going to go through verse 52. I'm I'm reading that much so that people get an interesting context here. Okay. It says, starting at John 7, 28, and by the way, if I were to give this presentation the title, it would be, How Not to Stick Your Foot in Your Mouth. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that sounds pretty good. All right, here we go. Then cried Jesus in the temple as he taught, saying, Ye both know me, and you know whence I am. And I am not come of myself, but he that sent me is true, whom ye know not. But I know him, for I am from him, and he sent me. Then they sought to take him, but no man laid hands on him, because his hour was not yet come. And many of the people believed on him and said, When Christ comes, will he do more miracles than these which this man hath done? The Pharisees heard that the people murmured such things concerning him, 
and the Pharisees and the chief priests sent officers to take him. Then said Jesus unto them, Yet a little while I am with you, and then I go unto him that sent me. Ye shall seek me, and shall not find me, and where I am, thither ye cannot come. Then said the Jews among themselves, Whither will he go, that we shall not find him? Will he go to the dispersed among the Gentiles, and teach the Gentiles? What manner of saying is this, that he said, Ye shall seek me, and shall not find me, and where I am, thither ye cannot come? Mm. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me, and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Many of the people, therefore, when they heard this saying, said, Of a truth, this is the prophet. Others said, This is the Christ. But some said, Shall Christ come out of Galilee? And that's a key point there. Hath not Scripture said that Christ cometh of the seed of David, and out of the town of Bethlehem where David was? So there was a division among the people because of him. And some of them would have taken him, but no man laid hands on him. Then came the officers to the chief priests and Pharisees, and they said unto them, Why have ye not brought him? The officers answered, Never man spake like this man. Then answered them the Pharisees, Are ye also deceived? Have any of the rulers or the Pharisees believed on him? Well, there was one standing right there, if you know the background of this passage, Nicodemus, (laughs) who did believe on him. But to continue with the text, but this people who knoweth not the law are cursed. Now Nicodemus pipes up. Nicodemus saith unto them, he that came to Jesus by night being one of them, doth our law judge any man before it hear him and know what he doeth? And here's the key verse that I want to focus on. They answered and said unto him, Art thou thou also of Galilee? Search and look, for out of Galilee ariseth no prophet. Uh Now there's where the Pharisees stuck their foot right in their mouth, and I hope they chewed on it good. Now how did they do that? Well, because if you search and look, which they had not done, you would find that there are a whole bunch of prophets that arose out of Galilee, and that the Scripture itself tells us that Christ himself would arise out of Galilee, not that he was born there, but that's where his ministry began. Uh-huh. So I say John 7:52 is a very good example of the fact that the scribes, Pharisees, and chief priests did not obey or follow the principle underlying my rule number five of my rules of interpretation. You remember back some while ago now, we started to talk about the rules of interpretation, that is, biblical hermeneutics. This is utterly important to know. And here's what my rule five says, as as I wrote it down in the Ultimate Cross-Reference Treasury. Interpret a particular passage in harmony 
with all the other passages which may have a bearing upon the subject. Mm-hmm. All relevant evidence must be taken into account to arrive at the correct interpretation. And in my ultimate cross-reference treasury, as well as the new treasury of scripture knowledge, these rules are listed at Second Peter 1.20 in the note that I placed there. Now, I've expanded my notes for John 7.52, and I've given them as such on my Real Bible Study site. That's www.realbiblestudy.com. If they had looked, they would have found that Jonah and Hosea arose out of Galilee, and perhaps Elijah, Elisha, and Amos. And this late afternoon, right before we came on the air, I just discovered another one, and that is Nahum came out of Galilee. <laughs> wow, that's quite a few. Yeah. Well, yeah, well wow. how people like the, the Pharisees and Sadducees, which were supposed to be involved with Scripture, um, miss something that's so clearly indicated in Scripture, Mr. Smith? Well, I've seen commentators surmise that they were so upset <clears throat> And Nicodemus, that they were in like a blind rage and didn't think first <laughs> before they said what they did. But it could well be, you know, that maybe they didn't know the scriptures as well as they thought they did. And perhaps that's that's the point. And the problem is that could be true of all of us. Uh-huh. We have to be very careful to search the scriptures carefully and completely when we're dealing with something that may be controversial or crucially important, or, you know, that we want to be absolutely sure we're correct. You know, I read one uh, a book written by a theologian, uh, uh, Mr. Smith, and it always sticks in my mind, where this guy was saying that you shouldn't be proof-texting. And I kept thinking to myself, how else are you going to get to the truth of what the Bible says if you don't proof-text? So what, what, what was this? Why is it, and am I right to say, that that really is what liberals would like, is for us to not do proof texting, so we could read more into the scriptures than actually are there? I think so. <clears throat> I have placed notes in the New Treasury, and if you look in the subject index under that very term, I think, proof texting, you'll find where I have quite a few notes in there that I took from various scholars from the 19th century that did argue against proof texting only in the sense that some people proof text by using a select small set of Bible references to prove their point, and they ignore the rest of Scripture and won't hear to it if you give another verse that may not fit into their paradigm. Oh, okay. And that's probably the direction they're taking. And my point is that very often, and I've been reading a lot of current, contemporary, modern, careful Bible-believing scholars, and some of them don't carefully search the Scriptures down to every last corner, and they come up with a few mistaken points. And I'm sure it's easy for all of us to do the same, but my caution here is with rule number five, it's very important to search the Scriptures completely. Now, the only way you can really do that, if you're using paper resources in the sense of printed books and so on, you would need something like Strong's Exhaustive Concordance. You would need a complete set of cross-references, 
And you'll find that in the original Treasury of Scripture knowledge, and then my expansion of it, the new Treasury of Scripture knowledge, and then my expansion of that called the Ultimate Cross-Reference Treasury. But also you'll find many study Bibles have a pretty fair number of cross-references in them. For instance, the NIV study Bible, I've noticed, has very good references in the edition I have in the center column. They aren't the same ones that are in the Treasury, but they do work. Uh, they aren't as complete as the new treasury by any means, but they are helpful for those people that may have that particular Bible at hand. Well, so what you're saying is very important to know, because I've, I've uh, talked to a lot of people, and I always tell my students, if you're talking to someone about the Bible and you don't use the Bible, you're not getting anywhere. That's true. And I, I've read from another a number of sources, and excuse my reference, some people might not like my comment, but uh, these sources have said that the average Jehovah's Witnesses that come to your door could pretty well unravel most pastors in about 30 minutes. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying they could do it to Pastor Moss. I know they couldn't. <laughs> and they can't <laughs> do it to Jerry Smith either. <laughs> but... but uh, Unless you study your Bible carefully, it's easily to get tripped up by some of the things they present. And always they disobey the rule I just gave. They don't search the scriptures thoroughly and completely to every last nook and cranny. For example, the Jehovah's Witnesses make much of the term soul and spirit. But they do not do a full induction of the evidence for the meaning of the word soul, or nephesh in Hebrew, I believe it's called. Uh -huh. That's correct. They uh, use the points that they want to make, and they're good ones. But they leave some points off. And because they leave those points off, they misconstrue what the Scripture has to say. Yeah, I agree with you. And, you know, probably, and I'm sure you might agree with this as well, some of the dangerous, the most dangerous cults are those who use the Bible. I mean, like the New Age movement, they start out right off the bat just, you know, uh, departing from Scripture. But when you start dealing with someone like the Jehovah's Witnesses who use Scripture but don't use it correctly, uh, that's where you really have to know your Bible. That's right. And don't anybody kid themselves. <laughs> the Jehovah's Witnesses and the people that teach them have studied the Bible very carefully to support their viewpoint. Yeah. But they have not thoroughly examined all the scriptures that relate to the subject in any of the cases. So I would recommend to the audience that they study their Bible carefully, use cross-references, and that will usually keep you safe. And then if you need to dig deeper, you need to use resources that do provide the information you need to answer the positions they take. Wow. Wow. All right, well, that's some good stuff, um, um, uh, Mr. Smith. Now, what else do you have for us? Well, I thought I'd give you a little bit of proof that these people that we named, like Jonah, Hosea, Elijah, Elisha, and Amos, arose out of Galilee. And then, like I said, I just noticed and discovered this afternoon that Nahum also did. <laughs> and wow. the way to ferret this information out from the Bible, one way anyway, is to follow the, carefully the cross-references given in the ultimate cross-reference treasury, or the new treasury. 
for Elijah, referred to as Elijah the Tishbite, see the references and notes that I've given at 1 Kings 17.1, where for the term the Tishbite, that means from Tishbe, T-I-S-H-B-E, a city of Naphtali in Galilee. And that's according to Young, and that's the one that produced Young's Concordance and Young's literal Bible translation and so forth. Now, for Jonah, you would see the notes given at Second Kings 14.25. And there you find, they mentioned the servant Jonah, the son of Amittai, the prophet, which was of Gath-Hefer. Now, when you dig into Gath-Hefer, you find that that's a place in Zebulun in Galilee. So that takes care of Jonah. For Micah, see the references and notes given at Micah 1.1, where it says, the word of the Lord that came to Micah, the Morashthite. Now, when you look up the word Morashthite and Micah and all that, here's what you find. He was the sixth of the minor prophets, a native of Moresh Gath west of Jerusalem in Gath. Thus, Micah is one of several prophets who did come out of Galilee. Mm -hmm. He was a contemporary of Isaiah and prophesied during the reigns of Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, B.C. 750 through 698. And so it goes for each one of the prophets. If you check the new treasury and especially the ultimate cross-reference treasury, you will find that that's the case. Now, for Nahum, the proof of that one is, Nahum 1.1 says, The burden of Nineveh, the book of the vision of Nahum, the Elkoshite. And if you look up Elkoshite, the name means God, my bow, a defense of gathered of God. From a town in Galilee, according to Young, a dweller in Elkosh, which Jerome says was a village in Galilee. Now, Nahum has a New Testament connection, which most people probably never thought of or never heard of, unless you've done some deep digging. I found it interesting that the city name Capernaum means the village of comfort or village of Nahum. Isn't that something? Yeah, yeah. So what happens is it's just amazing that the uh, Pharisees and Sadducees, I mean, not to be able to uh, to deal with that. Um, uh, you know, I, I thought, and this is my, uh, 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 you know, presumption, actually. I have no proof of it. But I thought that uh, they knew Scripture, uh, even though they were burdened down by oral tradition, because, you know, that's what Jesus said in Matthew 15 and 9, but in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. So would you say, Mr. Smith, that it was um, these traditional teachings represented in the Mishnah and other things that they had uh, took their, you know, their 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 uh, eyes away from actually what the scriptures were saying? I think it did. Now I guess I should give him a little slack, Pastor Moss. We can't be too mean to him because you know we we have some advantages that they didn't have. They had to work with all these cumbersome scrolls and roll, unroll one end and roll the other one up, you know, or whatever, and so on. So that's quite a bit harder than you think. 
uh, printed Bible like we have, or even more so today when we can use electronic digital Bible software and find anything in an instant. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yep. But even so, they they surely should have known things about their own history and own geography. And they goofed when they replied to Nicodemus uh, the way they did. I think, you know, when John wrote that, Pastor Moss, now this is just my inference, <laughs> I think John knew those things. And I think while, he's, while, while he wrote that, he probably had quite a big grin on his face and was about ready to burst out laughing. I know I sure would have if I had been in his shoes doing that. <laughs> what would have been? Uh, what would have made him laugh? Well, because these Pharisees were so vehement against Nicodemus, you know, charging Nicodemus to not know his scriptures. Since when does any prophet, you know, arise out of Galilee? <laughs> well, but a whole bunch of them did. Wow! Wow! <laughs> <laughs> So I I think there is some humor hidden there in the text. Well, all this evidence shows that there were quite a few prophets who arose from Galilee, and that suggests to me that the Pharisees, with their counterclaim against Nicodemus, may have stuck their foot in their mouth, or, as I sometimes state, they did not do their homework first. Yeah, and then, and then too, uh, you know, the, the Bible is the final authority, uh, and I've always told uh, my students that if you're in any conversation with someone and the Bible is not being used, it's a conversation. You've, you've got to be dealing with the Word of God to, to, to get anywhere. That's exactly right. Now, here's the problem. Jesus commanded us to search the Scriptures, and he literally commanded them to search the Scriptures. You remember John chapter 5, verse 39, uh -huh. where it says in the King James Version, which is, I believe, correct, search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. But now if you look in your modern translations, Pastor Moss, instead of using the imperative mood, the command, search the scriptures, they change it and word it in some way in fashion such as to read, Ye or you search the scriptures in the indicative mood, saying that's what they did. But the point is, they did not search the scriptures. Because if they had searched the scriptures, for one thing, I think they would have believed Moses. And therefore, Jesus told them, had ye believed Moses, ye would have believed me. I think he says that over in John chapter 5. I think it might be verse 30. But in any case, it's in John chapter 5. Uh -huh. But uh, he said, search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life. And now we've got scholars, famous ones, that say that word think in the Greek as it's used in John always means wrongly think. And I tell the scholars, no, you didn't do your homework either, did you? Because the word think here must be in the positive sense because it means really that they rightly think that they have eternal life in the Scriptures. Because if they believed the Scriptures, they would have believed unto salvation. 
they would have believed Moses. And Jesus said, had they believed Moses, they would have believed in him. Yeah, that's right. And Jesus, and Jesus went on to say, and they are they which testify of me. In other words, the scriptures testify to Christ, that he is the Messiah. Yeah, and, and Jesus so never right went there, to any world. Got scholars on the hook, Pastor Moss, and I'm talking about serious, modern Bible scholars that are trying to tell me that search isn't a command in John 5.39. They need to go back and uh, review their grammar a little bit. Because in Greek, when that verb appears first in the sentence without something preceding it, then that means it's in the imperative mood. Uh, the now, imperative. That think, uh, you better check the context and see whether the meaning you want to attach to it actually applies, because it doesn't. Well, tell us, what do you mean you're throwing big words on us, Mr. Smith? What's this imperative mood? Yeah, that means it's a command. If it's in the the indicative mood, you're stating a a fact about something that happened and so forth. It's not a command. It's it's just a statement. So this may be a little deep for some folks, but uh, that's what I think it's good for people to dig deeper than they have been digging so that they really get to understand the scripture more accurately. And that's utterly important. And well, that's, that's right. one of the good reasons why we should use cross-references, Pastor Moss, because uh-huh. they form a defense, even for just the average Christian that knows hardly anything about the Bible. They could be brand new to it. I was a teenager babysitting for Mr. and Mrs. Cole, Kitty Corner across the street where I lived in Detroit on Orleans. And uh, while I was babysitting, I noticed that they had a bookshelf, and I always like to look at what books people have, and they had several Bibles, and I took one very carefully off the shelf and began to look into it, and it had a center column, and it had cross-references in it. And that was my first exposure to the fact that cross-references exist. I had never seen them before. And I've learned since then, even more recently, that a lot of people in our churches never heard of them. If they buy the cheaper Bibles that just have the plain text without any references, they don't know what they are or they haven't used them. And so there's a gentleman by the name of Bishop Horsley that lived long ago that wrote quite an essay about the importance of studying cross-references, and he was pleading with the Bible societies way back in his day that would you please print cheap Bibles, cheap meaning inexpensive, that contain those cross-references because only the rich at that time could afford the large study Bibles that had all the references in them. And he says, you can put it together and print it cheaply. And he says that would really help people get a grasp of what the whole Bible says and prevent them from falling into mistaken notions and doctrinal error. And I think Bishop Horsley, Horsley was absolutely correct. Well, uh, definitely, definitely so. Uh, and then, you know, we see with, uh, you know, the Pharisees and Sadducees always went to the oral law and Mishnah tradition, and Jesus only came back with the Word of God. He didn't use any of those sources at all, did he? No, he went right to the Scripture <laughs> every time. <laughs> All right, Mr. Smith. Well, you have helped us greatly and me greatly. I got some words I got to look up here, but that always happens after I talk to you. <laughs> so. 
Well, we hope it was of interest to the audience and that it will inspire them to dig more into the Bible. That's right. That's right. Tell them how they can get uh, their hands on some of that material material you're talking about. Well, you can find the Treasury of Scripture Knowledge is available as an app, you know, for iPhones and all that stuff. Uh, So I don't know what the price is or anything more than that fact. I do know that you can get the Treasury of Scripture Knowledge in Logos Bible software. You can get the ultimate cross-reference treasury as a premium module for about $30 from estudysource.com that goes with the free Bible study uh, program called eSword. And that's, in fact, what I'm using right in front of me as we talk here together. All right, Mr. Smith. Well, listen, thank you very much, sir. Going to let you go. I might not be wearing you out, but you wore me out with all this knowledge you dropped on me today. So, <laughs> <laughs> will be right. a- thank you so much, Pastor Moss, for allowing me to be on your program. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. And we'll talk to you uh, uh, next Thursday, sir. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everyone. That was uh, Mr. Smith. The number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Uh, I think we're going to go to a break. And we'll be right back. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. Attention barbecue lovers, available today on gotahalfitnow.com. Kaya Smokehouse Grill in Wolverine Lake is offering $40 of mouth-watering barbecue for $20. Kaya promises the best barbecue in Southeast Michigan. Enjoy fall-off-the-bone locally sourced meats and poultry made from scratch sides and signature smokehouse sauces. Go to gotahalfitnow.com. That's gotahalfitnow.com to get your $40 dining deal to Kaya Smokehouse Grill in Wolverine Lake for just $20. Meet Tim. Hey, what's up? He's the person you hired for your digital marketing strategy. And when he's done battling aliens on his PS5 in his parents' basement, I'm sure he'll get right to work. Now, meet the team at Salem Surround. What's up? Over 200 digital media strategists with all the current digital tools, resources, and training bringing your business the real results you need. These are the people who are passionate about your marketing success and will work 24-7 to deliver customers to you and your business. So, Tim. Yes, level 12. I'm going to be here all night. Or the team at Salem Surround. Why trust your digital marketing to one person when you can hire a whole team? Nationwide exposure, experience, and expertise. Let our team of experts focus on your digital marketing strategy so you can focus on your business. It's an easy decision. To learn more about Salem Surround or for a free, no-obligation digital audit, visit us at surrounddetroit.com. 
Download the free Radio.com app at the Apple Store or Google Play to listen to WLQV, FM 92.7, and AM 1500 Faith Talk Detroit. Anytime, anywhere, hear the very best in local and national Bible teachings and preaching from ministry leaders across the Motor City and around the country. Discover engaging faith-based programs, inspiring sermons, Christian talk, and local sports on WLQV, FM 92.7, and AM 1500. Stream Faith Talk Detroit live on Radio.com today. Area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Any question you have about the Word of God is welcome here. Just finish talking to uh, Mr. Smith, which is always helpful in going into theology, hermeneutics, and the Word of God. Okay? But now it's time for you with any questions that you have. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air by the talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. I have some things to lay on the table uh, dealing with hard questions, questions that you may be asked as a Sunday school teacher, as a pastor teaching a class where you may need to know the answer. So we're going to see if we can uh, help in that regard on this program today. Uh, typical questions, in some cases, hard sayings, I would say, of the Bible. Of course, you may have some questions of your very own that you might want to ask, and you can do that by calling area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Any question you have about the Word of God, I'll be glad to deal with it here. If we can, if it's something that's too hard, sometimes there are. I just have to look it up and get back with you, but I do the best job I can. So do give us a call at area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. All right. One question that comes up okay, a lot of times, it's a good question. It's a question that needs to be asked, and that is, how do faith and works work together? Faith plus works. Uh, Are we saved by faith, or do we need works also? How do these two things go together? Uh, You have to be very careful in stating exactly what the Word of God says, because one thing we know, that even as born-again Christians, we are not sin-free in one sense. In one sense, we know that we still can can sin, do things we're not, not supposed to be doing. However, we know at the same time that the Bible says that we are new creatures in Christ if we are, in fact, born again. Does that mean that the Lord expects for us to be uh, uh, sinless? And how does faith and works work together? Well, the Bible is clear on that, and the discussion of this is very good because it can help us. In many cases, we are more down on ourselves than we actually need to be, okay? So we do need to have a balance to the text so we can realize that uh, uh, when we have uh, uh, problems in our life okay, and the behavior in our life that's not appropriate, we need to give it to the Lord. But yet the question, how does faith and works work together? Well, I think Ephesians 5 helps us. Ephesians 5, uh, 8 to 10, where it says, For by grace are you saved through faith, 
Make no doubt about it. You are saved by grace uh, uh, through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. You are not saved because of you and what you do, but because of what Jesus Christ has already done. Okay? Then, not of works, least any man should boast. Okay, so we're going to talk about that uh, a little bit more later. We've got a caller, so we'll take our caller and uh, uh, see what's on their mind. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Derek from Dearborn. How you doing? Good. How are you? Great. My question great. Comes, my question comes from uh, the thought of uh, the, the tribulation period, uh, particularly after the rapture. Um, uh-huh. Other nations that would meet it meet this work of fight against Israel, against the Jews, uh-huh. in the battle of Armageddon. Um, what all nations right. would, would every nation from the seven continents will be there, including the U.S.? That's my, that's my question. Well, uh, seemingly that's the case. What the Bible tells us, and it doesn't seem to uh, uh, make any differentiation or carve out any special nation, if we look at how the Bible describes uh, this, over, for instance, uh, uh, our references in the Old Testament, Joel, in Joel, and in chapter, uh, let me see, chapter two, okay? No, I'm sorry, Joel chapter three. Here in Joel chapter three, verse one and two, uh, here's the prediction concerning one of them. There's a number of verses like this, but where it says, and this is dealing with the tribulation, for behold, in those days and at that time when I shall bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem, okay? Now, that means when the Lord is going to deliver them, uh, the great deliverance, which, of course, comes after Armageddon. Notice in Joel 3 and 2, I will also gather all nations and will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat and will plead with them there for my people and for my, uh, for my heritage, Israel whom they have scattered amongst the nations and parted my land. So that says that all nations okay, are going to be involved in the Armageddon conflict. Okay? They all will be coming against Israel. And uh, so, no doubt, if America is around at that time, and that's debatable by some, but if America is around, then it no doubt will be a part of, uh, of those nations. Yeah, there's no reason to think otherwise. So um, also that leads into another question. Um, even though the church is gone, you know, maybe everybody might, the, all the nations are represented there, but maybe every pers- person on earth, unless something changes, is not against Israel. Will salvation be still open and available to those that happen to go through the tribulation period that are Gentiles? Are? Yes. Now, that, you're asking some good questions. And I will say to you, that's a, an excellent question to ask. And the Bible gives a real solid answer on it. Uh, we can say categorically that, yes, there will be people who get saved during the tribulation period. Um, we know that because of what the Bible itself tells us over in Revelation chapter 14, where it says this very interesting uh, when we look at it as well. Because in this chapter, and this is in uh, Revelation chapter 14, uh, it says this in verse 6. Now, this is, uh, this in, in Revelation 14, we're in the tribulation period. Tribulation period starts off in the book of Revelation is about chapter 6. So here, uh, we're describing things that happened during the tribulation period. It says in Revelation chapter 14, verse 6, And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, 
heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people. So here we see something that, you, you know, you didn't see in New Testament times. The angel flying, okay, and preaching the gospel message, okay, to the earth, okay? Why? Because the church, as you know, first has been the rapture. If there are any Christians uh, on the earth during the tribulation period, they're in hiding. They cannot come above ground and present the gospel. So God uses angels to do it, right? So it says, and I saw, I'll read this again, Revelation 14 and 6, and I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth. Now, there would be no reason for them to preach the gospel if it wasn't folks there who could accept it. And to every nation and kindred and tongue and people, saying with a loud voice, fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come, and worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of waters. Okay? Uh, and so, so here we see uh, uh, it being preached to them, angels from heaven preaching, because of the fact church already been raptured, Christians are in hiding. So God allows the angels uh, to preach the gospel uh, and uh, then say, uh, in fact, I should read more of it, uh, where it says, uh, verse 9, And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast in his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation, and shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. Okay? So in other words, take the mark of the, I mean, do not take the mark of the beast, except the gospel of Jesus Christ, even though it may lead to your death. Yeah, it sounds like it'd be a tough time to live through that. And maybe people, you know, you can't go through things today. We can't have go through things today. So how would you be able, with a tough time like that, be able to go through that? God will give us the strength we need to go through anything. It's all about God, okay? God is the one who uh, sustains us through any trial, through any temptation, um, uh, so definitely we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And the Bible never told us. In fact, the Bible tells us that through much tribulation must we enter into the kingdom of God. So there will be those, there's been those through, uh, throughout Christianity who've done it. Christians have died all over the world for the sake of Christ. So it's not strange to see it here because regardless of that, we're overcomers and our names are already written in heaven. What it says here in Revelation chapter 14, verse 13, and I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, write, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord. From his forth, yes, says the spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. Okay. So that is the hope that Christians ultimately have. The earth is not our home. Live as best life you can, but if it means suffering for Christ, I, I for one, have no problem laying down my life for Jesus Christ. Going to take a break. Thank you, caller. We'll be right back. I'm Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com for Town Hall. Democrats have doubled down on radical indoctrination in schools with their embrace of critical race theory. School boards and teachers unions have rushed to implement CRT into their curricula, in some cases while avoiding parental notification. Even as these education leaders refuse to reopen schools to children, they now plan to use their near monopoly on education to push this highly controversial ideology. It's already begun to backfire. Parents have begun demanding answers from school boards and campaigned to unseat their members. Political reports that even Democratic voters are repelled by these plans 
and that the radical efforts have fired up independent and conservative voters. The combination of closures and radical agendas have handed Republicans their best opening in decades. With parents under attack by the education establishment, now is the time to demand comprehensive school choice. The choice between liberty and bureaucratic domination over children is now crystal clear in all demographics and areas. The GOP needs to wake up to this golden opportunity. I'm Ed Morrissey. Attention smokers who are fed up with drug side effects, expensive gimmicks, and wild product promises. Our client Marilyn used to smoke, but Alpha Lifestyle Center changed that forever. Smoking is like stealing happiness from your future, and it doesn't have to be that way. It's a lot easier to follow a great plan than to create one, and she would tell you that a free online masterclass at quitwithalpha.com can change your life like it did for her. At quitwithalpha.com, you'll discover a modern system for helping smokers transform themselves into people who want to quit smoking and who actually believe they can quit smoking. For the most responsible, reliable, and exciting help to quit smoking available anywhere, visit www.quitwithalpha.com to register for a free online masterclass you can watch immediately. You don't have to see the whole staircase. Just take the first step at www.quitwithalpha.com. This is Dennis Prager inviting you to join Mike Gallagher and me in Israel. Salem Media Group, in partnership with Inspiration Cruises and Tours, is headed back to the Holy Land this October for a 10-day trip to give you unprecedented access and views of a world you've likely only read or heard about. This is your opportunity to finally visit Israel. Register today, worry-free, until July 6th with no cancellation fees at StandWithIsraelTour.com. Download the free Radio.com app at the Apple Store or Google Play to listen to WLQB FM 92.7 and AM 1500 Faith Talk Detroit. Anytime, anywhere, hear the very best in local and national Bible teachings and preaching from ministry leaders across the Motor City and around the country. Discover engaging faith-based programs, inspiring sermons, Christian talk, and local sports on WLQV FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Stream Faith Talk Detroit live on Radio.com today. All right, that number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss, uh, looking at the answer to our question concerning uh, faith and works. How do they work together, okay? We just say by grace and it doesn't matter what we do. Well, I think the Bible, as always, has an answer to everything. And in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, it says this, For by grace are you saved, through faith, and not of yourselves is the gift of God. Okay, right? So you say by faith, through grace, okay, or grace through faith. Not of yourselves, it's a gift of God. We're saved because of God's free gift. Notice verse 9, it says, not of works, least any man should boast. Okay, so it's not your works that save you, it's your grace that saves you. Oh, but we need to realize we must include verse 10. Because the grace that saves you, that gift of God, grace which saves you, produces something. Where it says in verse 10, for we are his workmanship. Once you're saved, once you're born again, you are his workmanship. 
and we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Okay? So it is not your works that produce the grace. The grace that saves you produces the good works. Okay? They are become, in fact, evidence that you, in fact, are saved and are born again. So you don't work to get saved. You do good works because you are saved. That's really what we see the Bible talking about in uh, this context. All right. And we have other verses that back that up as well, which we are going to look at. But we're going to need to take a small break right now. And right after that, we'll be right back. Did you know that Big Lou can vaccinate your entire estate from the virus known as Uncle Sam? That's right. Big Lou and Term Provider have the only single-dose solution in town, a $1 million term life insurance policy. Yep, a $1 million term life insurance policy with no side effects. One call to Big Lou can lead to an entire estate vaccination that will provide 100% guaranteed protection against estate taxes and debt, even if you are a bit porky or have a splash of sugar diabetes. In fact, a 50-year-old male may qualify for half a million dollars of coverage for less than 100 bucks per month. A for less than 200 per month. Call Big Lou at Term Provider to get the service and price you deserve with zero side effects. Call 800-555-2085 right now. 800-555-2085. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He follows the science too. Call 800-555-2085 or visit BigLou.com. Big Lou doesn't give tax advice. F45 Training in Rochester Hills has teamed up with GottaHalfItNow.com to offer you a great half off deal. Get a one month unlimited training membership to F45 Training in Rochester Hills for only $110. It's 45 minutes of functional training with a mix of circuit and high intensity interval training. Team training, life changing. Go to gotahalfitnow.com to purchase your one month unlimited training membership to F45 Training in Rochester Hills for half price and start your journey towards a healthy you. Are you ready for a life-fulfilling getaway where you can join renowned Bible teachers, best-selling authors, and award-winning worship artists in breathtaking locations? Sail the Sea of Galilee, gaze at the majesty of towering Alaska glaciers, or bask in the warmth of the Caribbean sun. Christian travel is the best way to see God's creation, and Inspiration Cruises and Tours will provide unforgettable moments just for you. For more information, visit inspirationcruises.com or call 800-247-1899. This is Dennis Prager inviting you to join Mike Gallagher and me in Israel. Salem Media Group, in partnership with Inspiration Cruises and Tours, is headed back to the Holy Land this October for a 10-day trip to give you unprecedented access and views of a world you've likely only read or heard about. This is your opportunity to finally visit Israel. Register today, worry-free, until July 6th with no cancellation fees at StandWithIsraelTour.com. Download the free Odyssey.com app at the Apple Store or Google Play to listen to WLQV FM 92.7 and AM 1500 Faith Talk Detroit. Live and on demand, hear the very best in local and national Bible teachings and preaching from ministry leaders across the Motor City and around the country. Discover engaging faith-based programs, inspiring sermons, Christian talk, and local sports on WLQV FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Stream Faith Talk Detroit live on odyssey.com today.
that number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Just letting you folks know, that's right, August, August 28th, our boot camp, Apologetics Conference, going to be a Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries, 10709 Grand River, and uh, definitely we look forward to seeing you there. Apologetics, helping you to be able to defend the gospel of Jesus Christ the correct way. Going into all the material that uh, you need, you will not walk away from a single one of these sessions that we have without having material in your hand. Now, if you want to call and just let us know you're coming, gives us an idea about who we're going to be putting in the seats. You don't have to pay, actually, until you come. And we're actually asking for a $20 donation. Uh, You can call two numbers. Uh, This first number Area code 586, area code 586-260-0625. That's area code 586-260-0625. That's one number you can call. If you can't get that one, then call this number, area code 313-933-9270. That's area code 313-933-9270. And just let us know you're coming, and we'll be sure to save a seat for you. Our, um, uh, we're asking for a $20 uh, donation per, per person uh, to help us to uh, bless the ministry. All of it goes to support the work we're doing is strictly biblical. And you pay on site. You don't have to pay ahead of time. Pay when you get there. Okay? Uh, but we're looking forward to seeing you on August 28th. All right. Been looking here at uh, uh, faith and grace and works. How do those two things come together? Okay. Well, I think one verse sums it up so well. You know how you, you always feel great when you find one verse which puts stuff together uh, in a way that just tells it just like it is. Well, that's the way uh, it, it happens when we look at faith plus works. And you go to uh, Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2 tells it all. In fact, chapter 2 And at verse 11, where it says, And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Then verse 12, Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Now look at this. Much more in my absence. Work out, right, your own salvation with fear and trembling. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Okay? What does that mean? What it means is this. When you are saved, you become born again. That means you have salvation. Your job is to work out the salvation that you have. Okay? But remember, you can't work anything out unless you have the salvation. So in other words, you have to be born again, okay, set apart, saved by Jesus Christ. Therefore, you work out your salvation. In other words, if I were to answer the question, how do you become a metal worker, a person who works with metal? Well, you might have the hammer, but you can't work with metal until you get the metal. And you can't work out your salvation until you have the salvation. So definitely, it is salvation by grace and faith, which produces works that can only be done 
because you're born again and saved. You can work out your salvation. Doesn't mean you're going to be perfect, but my goodness, uh, that sinful life is behind you when you become a new creature in Christ. And you have an advocate with the Father that you can turn to at any time. This is Pastor Mark. Listen, thank you. Look forward to being with you on another day. Bible Talk. God bless you. We'll see you next time. by Bible Boot Camp Ministries. The following program is sponsored by Bible Boot Camp Ministries. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.